episode 273 of The Platform is a show about games and nerd culture, and I am your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Joshua Mobley. My team uh, is my own and not that of my employer. I forgot you say that now. I'm yeah, Chris Shriver. I, I have to say it. <laughs> he has to say it. He has to say it. So I clicked over into the Anchor, which has now been, as I, I think I told you guys, has now been renamed as Spotify for uh, podcasters. Yeah, I almost they, said Spotify did they for buy, platformers. Did they buy Anchor? I they, don't know they if they already, already owned it or if they just... They've, re- they've owned like, it for a while. They've owned it since oh. we've been using it. Oh, well, okay. Well, then yeah. that makes it even more confusing because I literally just like clicked over to it. And since the last time I checked what I told you guys, we're up another over 120. So I'm just like, what? Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I'll accept but I'm it. I'm excited. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for joining us. I love that you're here. We got a good show for you tonight. Uh, but I'm going to start by welcoming our old buddy, Chris, back to the show. It's been a couple Hello. of weeks. How it's you doing, dude? I'm good. I'm keeping busy. I was going to try and yeah. find the little clap sound that Discord can do now. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> there wow. <you> go. <laughs> Look at that. Um, I was going to do the old, uh, the old um, MST3K, the movie reference. Uh, Cal, honey, people put your not, shoes on. We're at grandma's. People not <laughs> hearing this uh, live will, will not house. hear that at all. Oh, but. that's sad. Oh, but it will be on the, wait, will it be on the audio? It'll be on your, it'll be on your audacity track. Mm-mm. No, no. That's what he's saying. It'll be on the stream. Yeah. Or it's on the oh, stream. It'll, yeah, that's right. That's it's right, not right. going to be, be the in okay. the recording. Anyways, if you're listening at home, just pretend like you heard clapping Pretend like sounds. you heard some clapping. I also have, <laughs> I also have uh, this one. And then oh, yeah. I have oh, yeah. this one. <laughs> oh wow! You can add whatever you want. So I've been adding them to my server slowly. I uh, I did not know that they added this feature. I it's will amazing. Be spending a lot of time doing this. We now. we use the Luigi. Oh yeah, a lot when we're playing Apex. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Smoke in the chat is excited for Chris and also audio, which was a big mistake, and that is all on me. Uh, from last week, I meant to do a, uh, a live stream test, and I forgot to do it because we were running late last week. So that is on me. I had two people reach out to me and tell me how my streaming abilities are just the absolute worst. So it even has like a that. monitor for your audio, and not that I haven't done the same mistake, but yeah, like, come on. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. I feel bad about it. It's so. never a good feeling. It's nope. not. You're like, yeah. oh, nope. man, I made the simplest mistake, and it ruined everything. <laughs> Particularly because as soon as we went live, we had, like, four or five people watching. And and then, like, it very quickly dropped down to nobody. And yeah. I was like, mm, I wonder why that was. Yeah. But, yeah. It happens. Anyways, but we appreciate you, all the people who watch on the stream, uh, because typically the vast, vast, vast majority of people just listen to us on pod, on uh, podcast services. So, uh, but I do appreciate everybody who listens live. It is always a whole lot of fun for me uh, to interact with everybody during the uh, during the stream. So, hop in there, chat us up, twitch.tv slash platformers pod. It's a good time. He oh. takes a sip. I'm sipping on a, a rum and coke right now because we're going to keep things lively on this one. I'm oh, sipping wow. on some mizu, which is Japanese for water. <laughs> I actually don't have a drink, and I feel a uh, <clears throat> a little 
coming. You feel a burning need? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Strap in, everybody. It's going to be a dry boy episode. That's right. <laughs> I can see myself in Chris's monitor. I can, I can in close the window. Them. I can close my curtains. Oh, yeah. Curtains. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, there's me. Woo! Oh, one. <laughs> and they're gone. There you go. But anyways, yeah, it is episode uh, 273. We've been around for a hot minute, if you can believe it. And, uh, well, I mean, I it, we've been around for a hot minute, even if you don't believe it. But uh, <laughs> Good job. Well, yeah, but there's a, so many episodes, of- like, in the... You know, you have we have evidence. <laughs> it's, true. it's out there. You can scroll. You can scroll back for days. Just yeah. it's just there's too. What some would say too much. There's too much of this show. Too much of me. Too much of just all of this ridiculousness. But anyways, we got some stuff to talk about uh, this week. I wanted to start off with something that I am very proud of that I did that I told you guys about and is now live. And I alluded to it last on last uh, week's episode, but I wanted to just straight up say it right now. Um, unfortunately, the embargo for a game that I previewed lifted on the same day as the embargoes for Star Wars Jedi Survivor and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Ooh! So it got so it got completely buried. But I wrote a preview for a puzzle game called Humanity which is by the former developers of Tetris Effect and Res. And uh, you can go check it out right now on IGN.com. You can find my video preview in which you can hear more of my dulcet tones if you are so inclined uh, on YouTube or on IGN and all that sort of stuff. Um, It's awesome. I love it. I think it's freaking fantastic. Um, I played it on PS5, and the music is just a delight. The DualSense features, you know, have it feeling like the the text progression, like tinkling along the back of my fingers and stuff. Like it was, it's very, it's got a very tactile mm-hmm. feel. You know, you're you you play as the the narrator woke up one day as a dog made of light, and a voice in his head told him to guide crowds streams of humans into pillars of light at the end of each level. And that sets you out on your adventure. And I as love you go, you get more that, commands and all that sort of stuff. I love that it even has a plot. Like, yeah, it's totally, I, it could, yeah, I was it expecting just it to just game. be like, yeah, it like, could have literally just is, been like, this is your the goal. Thing. Yeah. If you choose yeah. to accept it is to guide these humans into the beam of light. And you would have been like, all right, sick. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But it's like does it, Lemmings really need a story? Like probably yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, basically. So it's basically it's basically 3D Lemmings is uh is but it it is it is more than that. But also if we want to get reductive and if that makes sense to you and if that is appealing to you, 3D Lemmings maybe uh from the makers of Tetris Effect and Res, which are you know, pretty good puzzle game bona fides. They're up there. So Yeah. So I know Chris in particular good, is a but... huge fan, uh, is a huge fan of uh, of Tetris Effect. I am. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, checking this game out. I don't know when I will. Um, it seems like a, actually seems like a very good Steam Deck game. Um, yeah, just like yeah. get, get through a couple ladder, that, levels yeah. and yeah. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to uh, eventually playing this uh, when it's like three dollars on Steam because that's what yeah. happens on there. 
I mean, it's coming out in a little over two weeks. It's coming out on May 16th on PS4, PS5, PSVR 1 and 2, and Steam and Steam VR. I bet so, it's interesting uh, in VR, actually. Um, I actually, I, I was hoping that I'd be able to do it. I, there was a part of me that was like, maybe I'll drive down to Ronnie's house and break down the door and steal his PSVR 2 and use that for this. But I just... Have I you tried that at all yet? That. No, I haven't. I haven't. Hmm. I'm I'm curious. I mean, the, the next time I I go down, I haven't been down to his to his house yet. But uh, when I when I make the the trek down there, uh, I I plan on checking it out. It should be a lot of fun. But I just haven't done anything with it yet. I'm curious to know because like, I guess you you can zoom in really far. But I'm just wondering if like what they would do like if your head would just be the camera. Because if that's the case, then like um, it could be cool. But like you also zoom in and out, and I just wonder how no, jarring that would be. It's probably more like the benefits of it are probably more the control uh, aspect of it because mm. you can pro- you probably have the ability to like grab the map and rotate it, um, you know, and things like oh, that. Oh man, that would be pretty cool. And if you could just like point to a spot and like do a command there instead of having to run to it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that would doing be something sick. like that. Sick. That would be really good. Yeah. Now I'm really, dang it. Now I'm really curious about that. But yeah, I, I played it on PS5, uh, which is something I we will get into later in the show. I have been playing my PlayStation 5 a lot more, uh, which we will we will get into why uh, before too long. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. You know, I haven't I haven't been playing any of the uh, other like super hyped, you know, upcoming games. I do have uh, a couple of games that just came out that I'm really excited about that I have that I have not jumped into yet. But uh, but that is the one that I that I've been doing. Um, and I'm excited to announce that in, in a couple of weeks, uh, I will be getting another game that I'll be doing a, an IGN preview for. So I am I'm very, very excited about that. Nice. But yeah, yeah, go check that out. Um, I think it's great. It's freaking good. So, humanity. There you go, Chris. What have you been up to? Uh, funny enough, like with as little as I have had going on lately, I actually did a lot in the last like five days. Um, nice, because it's mainly just been housework and you know cleaning over well, and over and adult yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, trips adult to, things. Trips to Costco, but. <laughs> On Friday, yeah, right. What is this? That's the that's the Liz Lemon sex sex thing. She's like, oh, all right. Anyway, watch watch Thirty Rock. I basically, if you're familiar with Thirty Rock, I did the Liz Lemon sex symbols with her hands. Um, I got to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and it's not out yet. Oh! Yeah. Nice. That was exciting. Um, It's funny. Wait, it's not out yet? It's not out yet. It comes out on Friday. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, So I got to go to a Dolby pre-screening event at my local AMC. um, Nice. And I can't say much about it. Can can I just say, before you continue, I can't think of a person that I would rather get to see specifically a guardians of the galaxy movie earlier than you. Thanks buddy. No, I, uh, I love the guardians of the galaxy movies. Um, there's something very specific about the energy and the vibe 
and that just the cheerfulness of that team that really says Chris Schreiber to me. Yeah, I and mean, so, yeah, that's cool. They're probably like that series of movies or that team um, out of anybody in the MCU. When I'm watching them, it's probably the team that I feel the most connected with, just because they're like mm. the weird kids from school. Um, they, do they remind you of all the like the drama kids and stuff? A, a little bit. Hung out like everyone's just like <laughs> everybody's personality is just a little bit too extreme. Dude, um, Nebula is definitely somebody who was on somebody's theater troupe. That no, was she like, was uh, she was like a stage crew kid for sure. Yes, yeah, yes. She was doing like sound and light or like whatever. Like yeah, one of those people who like goes out back while the play is happening and is just like smoking. And somebody's like, "What are you doing? You're supposed to be in here handling." Like, she's <laughs> like, "Ugh, ugh, fine." Prop manager, like, somebody you know. lost like a mop. It's yeah, just flipping out at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, man. Yeah. But I will say the black, the black box kids, as we used to call them in my school. That's right. Yeah. They, uh, they did a good job. Um, we've, we've talked time and time again about how tired we all are of the MCU, um, and every piece of content that they put out. Um, literally was having this exact conversation with like multiple people yesterday. Yeah. Who, um, who usually were the people that keep up with this, and they were just like, man, I'm so tired. I was like, <laughs> now you know how I've felt for the last, like, two years. Yeah. So tired. The Black Panther, when I left, I was like, this is, like, that was the one that really just, like, kind of killed me. Um, I haven't even seen that one yet. I mean, which should tell you everything that you need to know. I it's, weird, it's And I saw like, it. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly. It's kind of, like, it's kind of uh, brought me back to, like, the days when I was, like, in high school and college where it's just like, if there's an X-Man thing, I'm interested in that. If there's a Spider-Man thing, I'm interested in that. If there's yeah. like a Batman, a Superman thing. And then like, I'm otherwise I'm kind of like, not nah, I'm out. Yeah. You know? And then, and I've seen too many of their movies and been, well, I've seen all their movies, but like I've seen too many where I felt disappointed lately, at least in the last yeah. uh, wave um, that, it, I, I think I want to be more selective about which ones I go to see, but I will say, like, all that being said, I think it's a great ending to uh, this team um, and, like, the Guardians movies. Um, I think it's probably the best Marvel movie since No Way Home. Um, when I left the That's theater... Yeah, I mean, that, that movie was incredible. Um, when we left the theater, I was, like... Not that I'm down on it, but, like... I was super, super high on it. I was like, this is a 10 easily. Um, and then we went to my brother's last night and he put on, he got a Sonos like surround sound set up. Um, and we were watching the last scene in Endgame where it's like the portal scene and like the whole fight's happening. And I was like, no, this is a 10. Like this movie <laughs> is everything. Yes. Um, Infinity War and Endgame yeah. are awesome. Like, I get this. This is comfortable at an eight guardians. Um, it's, it's fine yeah. there. Um, so if you're, if you've been down on the MCU, but you're a fan of the guardians of the galaxy, I recommend you see it for sure. Nice. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's cool. I'm excited. I'm, uh, I have become a fan of gun, uh, at, like as his kind of stuff has progressed and I've got like a better feel. It's so interesting because there are some, modern filmmakers who like on their first outings, I'm like, yes. And then there's other ones where it's not like it's a slow burn, but it just kind of 
takes me a while to kind of understand them. And then I have like a greater appreciator, a greater appreciation for them. Some that like really hit me just like out of the park from the jump, uh, are Taika Waititi and Edgar Wright. Like those are two of my favorite, uh, directors. Like what we do in the shadows is incredible. That movie is just so, so good. And Shaun of the Dead is incredible as well. Like that, that Shaun of the Dead is one of my, uh, definitely in my top five movies ever. I think it's just expertly crafted. And then some people are like, yo, and Hot Fuzz is even better than that. I don't know that I know that, but uh, but I think that they're, they're definitely both exceptional. For James Gunn, it kind of took me a while. It kind of like I, didn't I feel like really he's he kind of he's very he's experimental but not like I feel like a lot yeah. of this movie is like we I was talking to my buddy Devin about it when we were walking out. Um, I felt like the Suicide Squad walked so this movie could run. Um, there's a lot of really unique shots. Um, not even like there. I mean, there's there's one scene in particular where it's an action like fight scene that's insane. Like the choreography in it is unbelievable, um, and he actually storyboards everything by hand and like will give like that's a nuts. stack of them to the the VFX teams and be like, "This is exactly what I want." Um, so you can tell there's like a lot of attention to detail in in some of the the sequences. Um, that's so interesting. It, it, it's always it's always fascinating to me to find directors that are like really hands on and not just like telling people what to do, but being like this, like, give me this. Right. You know, like there's, you know, I think, I think Kubrick was that way where he was, or, you know, like some other people, I think David Lynch and some other people are just like, are just like, look, I know exactly. And I think Nolan might also be that way where he's just like, look, this is exactly what I want. Yeah. This is exactly what it looks like. Just do this and we'll be good. You know, and then there's yeah, other and people. They're who all are famously like, easy to work with. No, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. But and so like, I definitely understand that like that can be difficult. Nobody, nobody had also, any. Nobody had any mental breakdowns on a. Yeah, Kubrick no one's film. ever had beef with Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to think of who was, who was it? I was just watching something the other day about somebody who. Uh, who was calling somebody in for a movie. Oh God, it's going to fucking destroy me that I don't know what this was, but they were just like, just like, don't memorize your lines. Just come in. We're just going to work through on, on the day. And I think they were saying that this is like their favorite person. Oh wait, hold on. It was, it might've been Chris Evans talking about Ryan Johnson or something like that, but it was like really like loosely read your script, know what you're supposed to do. We're going to go in on the day. We're going to play around with it. And we're just going to figure out what's, we're going to find the character's voices and then we're going to let that carry it forward instead of like being that. And so like, it's so interesting to see like successes with that formula and then having like a very powerful, like authorial intent and being, you know, to the point of being like dictatorial of like, this is, this is precisely what we're going to do. It's going to look exactly like this. The lines are going to be this and they're going to be delivered in this way. And then like that also, you know, if you've got like the right person behind, it becomes like a smash success. I think it's, it's funny that you mentioned the suicide squad, because I think that is the movie that I saw where I was like, okay, I saw guardians one. I saw guardians two. I'm not sure that I'd seen any of his stuff before the guardians movies. And then I saw the suicide squad and I was like, okay, I, I get it. Like I'm, I get, like I enjoyed those the Guardians movies, but like I think it took the Suicide Squad for me to really like lock into like what he wanted to do and really value that. Um, 
which I thought was interesting. So if that movie walked so this one could run, then I think that'll probably really vibe with me. Yeah. Um, hopefully more than the other Guardians movies, because while I like the the ensemble, I actually find the Guardians movies, to me personally, and I know this is definitely just a me thing, I find them to kind of resonate slightly less than the sum of their parts, which is always very confusing to me. Um, particularly because I know that some people look at Guardians 1 or Guardians 2 as like maybe the best Marvel movies. Um, you know, so I just, you know, I, I, I'm very, very curious uh, to see it. I'm definitely going to check it out. This is not one of those ones that I'm going to miss because even at their, even if they don't necessarily stick with me, like scenes like the, the ending scene from guardians two are like awesome. Yeah. Like with all the fireworks and stuff like that, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to just weep openly right here on my couch, (laughs) you know, but yeah. Who would have thought that I would openly weep in a scene that had Sylvester Stallone in it. Nobody could have ever guessed that. (laughs) Whether I see it or not depends on if I get dragged to it by my yeah. uh movie Dragged. group i will yeah. say one other thing um yeah and probably because it was in the back of my mind uh because it was a, a dolby screening um there's some moments in it like we were in an imax atmos theater or a dolby atmos theater i guess it was um like there's one in particular there's this huge explosion and like literally my entire chair was like <laughs> like wow. some of the sound effects were pretty pretty wild in it um, was it 4D or was it literally just the sound? No, it was, was just the sound the was that extreme. Like we were sitting there, we were like, <laughs> "Just said uh, the baby jumped in her stomach." Like when it happened. Wow. <laughs> it him. Yeah. He's gonna have hearing damage before he even gets here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. I've been enjoying reading about all the content where he's just like talking about you know like being let go and coming back and you know, all the, the people's, all the, the guardians casts like reactions to hearing the news and stuff like that. I I've, I've found all of that. Like just very interesting. I was at, I was working that comic con when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like vividly because it was like the thing everyone wanted to talk about and how stupid it was. Um, Yeah. Yeah. As of right. Like as of right now, Redfall is on PC and Xbox game pass. Mm. (gasps) Oh, I was just I'm reading excited. the review on Polygon, and I yeah. did not seem very um, glowing. So, isn't it not done? done. So, huh? Did you see? Isn't it basically not the, done? Uh, I don't know. They just said that like the combat's not that great. Yeah, and, and like, uh, yeah. I've heard a couple of things where it's like, "Hey, what if Dishonored, but we split up all of Corvo's powers and just give a couple of them to each of the characters." So like nothing ever feels as as like Power exciting or empowering thing. as yeah. yeah you know any of the stuff that you can do in that game and you can't get creative enough with it but uh, mm. but I I've, I've heard a wide range of opinions uh, on it I don't know if you saw that like embargo breaking review that went live that gave it a four no <laughs> wow no and apparently uh that is, is not a that not, is commonplace. Not well. I don't know about that, but I will say, apparently, that is not uh, the only review that is not very into it. So yeah, I, uh, I I've I'm only very... I've only seen the Polygon one because I literally read it right before we got on the show. Yeah, and Polygon so. doesn't do scores anymore, do they? They don't no. do scores ever. Um, you kind of have to actually read the review to get the to get the 
idea. The gist of, of it. Yeah, the gist. Do they do they have like a verdict section like IGN does? No. No. Where you can just like read it's like, like full, and it's just like to it's sum like up. Form. It's a full on okay. like I mean you can read the la- like the first paragraph and probably the last paragraph and get like the gist of how <laughs> they feel, but like it's better to read the whole thing, you know. Yeah. What what was your impression based on what they said? Like did they seem like high on it, low on it, like kind of middle? I mean the headline was something like Redfall doesn't have any fangs or something like that. Uh, like it's mm. man, dude, the puns. Yeah, it, and and basically they just summed it up as like yeah the. Some failed to get story, its teeth into me or something like that yeah it's like the some of the story stuff is like kind of cool and the second half of the story like gets more there's more momentum but like the combat is just like not that good and oh, um God. there's a lot of other things that are just kind of lacking but i mean i'm gonna try i'm gonna try it because it's on game pass yeah, it's like, on game pass which what do i have so what do i have yeah. to lose right and i your, i love your that time studio, that you can't but... get back that's it. I mean, yeah, it depends on how much time I put into it. I could put no, 30 minutes into it and be like, I don't like this, and then just yeah. shut it off. Yeah. I am Game definitely going to try it because Arcane. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I uh, it sucks. But also, like, I think playing it with other people could, you know, maybe cut some of the lows off, you know, and, and yeah, have it. Yeah, but you don't get to oh, save like, your progress. No, but I'm just saying, like, it it, it would take it from being like, oh, this was an hour of wasted time to this was an hour that I spent hanging out with Josh or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it would. It yeah, would but we take could do anything else. A... <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, we could stop playing that and then, you know, play Smash Brothers or something. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Play multiplayer Super Mario World. Yeah. Because that is a thing. That is yeah. a thing. That, we could do that. That you can do. Or fun, we could just actually. skip Redfall and just do that. Like, yeah, even, you that know. sounds pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do it. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, I'll uh, try it. I'll I'll see. I'll see what's yeah. Up. So Josh, talking about uh, talking about you, what have you been up to, man? I know uh, you've been doing some stuff. I want to hear about it. Not su- like I haven't been doing anything super exciting because I've been so busy. Well, and, tell like, me about all the boring uh, stuff that you've been doing then. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You want to hear about ordering air conditioning units like right before Hell it yeah, starts bro. to rain? Give me the tech. <laughs> um, so How many PTUs I mean, that baby got? What's it say on the box? I didn't open the box. So, okay. <laughs> last week, last week I needed an AC unit for my office anyway. So I ordered one on like Monday. And it was like, it'll get here Friday. And I'm like, okay. But then we had like a heat wave. And so it was really hot for you know the whole week and i didn't have it it came on saturday when the heat wave stopped and it was like 70 but now it's about to rain this week and so it's like legit 50 degrees outside so i just have this ac unit over here in the box because i'm like why set it up right now it's too cold you know um, why not set it up while it's cold because then when because, it's hot you can just turn it on because like i've got a, i've got a whole other pc over there hooked up for work stuff and then I've got like a bunch of stuff I got to clean over there. And like, I've got my now modded PS2 like hooked up all crazy. And my now modded PS3 over there, like there's stuff strewn about. So I need to do some cleaning and all that. But um, that reminds me, I did want to talk about this because a uh, friend of the show, Will Berger was telling me, you know what? Don't, don't get a modded PS3, just get a modded PS2. And I wanted to know what you thought about that. We don't have to talk about this right now. Cause I know I'm, I'm stepping on, you know, Depends. The other thing, but I, I was curious because I well, I the, would like access to like the PS3 catalog because like not everything got brought forward, but at the same right. time, like 
most of the stuff that I care about is on PS1. You know what else you could you know? do is just get what? a PS3 and buy the the six games that you want to play on there. Like, it's not that many. It's really not. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> but, like, so if you already work. have... If you have a slim PS3 already, like, it's not that hard to mod. Yeah. It's, it's... They're not the best. Like, they're a little finicky, but, like, they work. Um, would you... I mean, would you recommend, instead of going with a launch version PS3 and mod that and just using that to play three generations, would you say get a I mean, later era PS3, you, mod you that, could, and then get a PS2? You could do that. I have a fat PS3, but I'm probably going to get rid of it because like I, now that box. I have the PS2, I'm kind of like I could just play PS2 and one games on this and then I'll play PS3 or, and then I'll play. So on the slim PlayStation I have now, it'll play one and three. So I'm like, I'll just play PS1 and three games on this and then my PS2 will play PS2 games, you know, Uh and then I can get yeah. because the fats are worth like I could get like 200 bucks for this like on eBay like right now you know um, yeah and I'm like I could just take the money you know like uh, yeah um, I, I basically for me is I'm just I'm just like I there's a part of me that's like I want to be able to revisit this stuff I want to be like slowly over time as I see something that's like not that expensive I want to be able to like recreate like the greatest hits of like the games that I played over the sure. years. The one thing I'll say is that like it's not um, the most like if your fantasy is turning it on and picking a game immediately, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, yeah. In order for that fantasy to exist, you need to just buy the dang buy game the game. Play. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, which is yeah, I've which come is, to that um, realization in yeah. my absence. <laughs> I think what I need to do is like actually just go down the I'm, list of like every ps1 ps2 ps3 game ever or and then just Honestly, like be like go through and be like which were the games that i had which are the games that like i would want to play again and then just yeah. make a i list. did that with gamecube honestly and like what i do yeah. is every now and then i i go into that like notepad app or whatever and like Actually, I look that's at a it. good point because a lot of my ps2 stuff that might be the reason why i don't have that many ps2 memories is because like i played gran turismo 3 a spec and final fantasy 10 and 12 on there and i don't really remember a whole lot else but i also played a ton of games on gamecube yeah like i played prince of persia on there oh. i played like all you know don't. i will say have the pico booted gamecube is like my favorite one because yeah. you literally turn it on and the thing pops up and you push a on a game and the game it starts like you don't have to do anything crazy i mean you have to so, solder so what, things right but so like what you is, do that what is once. that you do it what once. is the pico booted what is that so you get a pico board a raspberry pi pico board which There's is like literally bucks. a five six dollar chip um yeah. and you usb it to your computer and you put this thing called pico boot on it and then you have to solder it to the motherboard of the gamecube like these specific ports on the chip like have to get soldered to specific parts of the motherboard and then after that, you need this other little chip that's like nine dollars, but it lets you put in a uh, an SD card, like a micro SD card, and then it goes in one of the serial ports on the bottom. And then you can like you can either put games backups that you have on there, uh, or you can use like there's another app once it works, like you use this thing called Swiss, which is like the OS kind of. And uh, you put that on the SD card, and then once you have that, you can 
like it just boots up if if you did it correctly it just boots up when you turn it on um Kiss you, can, cam. you can do all kinds of stuff like you can do cheats and you can force it to be like 480p and progressive scan and a bunch of other stuff um but like i think total like if you already have a micro sd card and a way to solder things and you know how to do it like it'll cost you only like 20 bucks to do it which is why it's so awesome because like other mods yeah, i have like, to get a gamecube as well though other mods are more expensive. gamecubes aren't that expensive they're not no. you can yeah. get a you can get one where like the if you don't want to play discs like you can literally there's so many where the disc drives have gone out and you can get my friend bought one for 35 dollars so yeah like if you and if the you, only thing the only thing wrong with it was that the disc drive didn't work but if you want to do hdmi like you need to spend more money on yeah. stuff like that um or if you and but it, there's you soldered, know, if you want to use components soldered stuff. and and unsoldered solutions for that but they're like 100 150 each for the hdmi mods usually they're pretty, they're they're expensive, but yeah, like yeah, I I I tend to just kind of want to get something. So like, I would kind of want to go with like just a reputable person who just did that, and then just be like, yeah, I'll just buy one. That'll here. cost you a, re- a reputable person to break the yeah. law for me. Yeah, exactly. What? I mean, you know, not really, but sort of a gray area. <laughs> you know, it's like putting yeah. H Shop on your. Uh, 3ds like there's no there no one's selling me these games anymore you know yeah. what i mean like, like what am i supposed to do so you put a shop on your 3ds and suddenly i can download games like you know but like no one not even target really is selling like 3ds games anymore yeah. you know yeah. i can't just go out to a retailer and be like i want to get luigi's mansion dark moon like legit because the you can't. The now. option isn't there. You know? yeah. The option's gone, so your option now and is... And the used game store that I burglary. used to go to is out of business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and I if can't you buy, go there. Yeah. We've had this conversation a million times, but if I yeah. buy it on eBay, it's like I'm just paying some guy. Like, Nintendo's not getting that money. Right. Nintendo so doesn't want does my make? Dark Moon money, right? So, like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? Just never play it? Or buy it off some guy, you know? So. But, I, I mean, each... Each console is going to be different and everything like so far, I think the GameCube just because it involved soldering was the hardest, but like if once I learned how to it, solder. Yeah. Huh? Now, yeah. once you look up a video of it, it's like, like you kind of get that. At least that's how I've always been with it. It's like, I could do that. I could figure that yeah. out. It's like once I did pins. it, I was like super afraid. And then, cause my dad is like, I'm me really too. bad at soldering and he showed me how to do it. But then, like, after I did it, I was like, oh, this isn't that hard. And yeah. then did it, uh, and, and it was fine. And then I was like, I'm going to fix my GameCube controller because the, like, stick is literally just hanging off. And I bought one of the new boards, and I soldered it onto the motherboard, and it works perfectly. It's, like, brand new. And I was, like, so proud of myself. But, like, uh, some of them are easy to do, and like, but at the same time, like, not all of them are going to be... You know, I'm just going to turn this on and play. and play because if you really want it to be that way, you would just buy the disc. But sometimes you, that's, you know, hard and expensive. Do, do you have any old Nintendo consoles at this point, Brian? Or is it just the uh, Switch? No, my sister has my Super Nintendo, but I have the SNES Classic and then the Switch. Yeah. Okay, like you don't have anything well, from the I, Wii, I, Wii U era? 
I mean, I have a... The Wii is so easy. I have yeah, a GBA. Yeah, the Wii is stupid easy to, to mod. I have a GBA, but that's it. I mean, yeah, that's another w- option, too. You could you could mod a Wii. Like, those yeah, are... the Wii is like, you literally go to a website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you actually do. You, you like, I just did it a couple months ago. Like, you change <laughs> yeah. your DNS address, and then you go to a website, and it's <laughs> like just, a it. pony shows up, and you click a button, and like it just hacks it pretty amazing yeah like it's it's but, so but easy there... that it, it was like laugh like i actually laughed out loud at it because yeah. it's like wow i wish they were all like this but I know <laughs> is it like any version of the wii like can yeah. you buy like the most modern version i think of, like, the, the mini ones version? have issues because they don't have sd card slots right don't get the mini one yeah you want to get yeah. like the traditional just white or black wii with the gamecube ports in it yeah. There's, a, there's the, literally millions of them. <laughs> the only thing that I don't like about the, like, why I went with doing the entire mod on the GameCube was because I wanted, A, I wanted the original hardware, but also, like, it it added more steps just using a Wii. Damn, like, it does. still over $100? Wow. A Wii? No. Yeah. Look at Facebook Marketplace. You could find one. Um, Easily. But, like... The Wii adds so many more steps because you got to have the motion controller out and you got to go to like the homebrew channel or whatever. And then you got to click on whatever you're going to use to load the game. And then you click on what game you want to load. And then you have to put the motion controller down and pick up the GameCube controller. And then like the game run. It's like it was yeah, too many the GameCube steps. Just works. It was too many steps. So I was like, I just want the GameCube. You turn it on, you cook a game and it just happens. Right. Um, but yeah. And like, I'm, that's why I've come to realize like there isn't really an all-in-one solution like you could build a mister and like that's pretty cool and you could have your little slots for each thing you know each controller but like I don't know there's something nice about like actually pulling out my dreamcast and hitting power on a real dreamcast and like oh, it's this still one comes working with real this one comes with real steel oh real steel um but yeah and hearing like the actual console boot up sound is like so nice when i got that ps2 running again and it did that like i was like yeah yeah it looks like there's some on here that are from around like 50 bucks to 100 bucks 100 bucks is insane i would not pay that for a wii no especially because there are some on here that are like 220 dollars yeah someone you know I guarantee someone you know has one in their basement that they don't care about. And you could get. Using. You should just start asking around. Honestly, like, like when you're at parties and stuff. Yeah. You're just like, like send a group chat out to your family. Like, and be like, wow. does anyone know? Bold, bold of you to assume that I go to parties. You know, I said it, and then I actually thought he doesn't leave his house, and then I, I didn't want to call you out, but yeah. My my sister had my PS2. And like a bunch of my GameCube stuff, and the Game Boy that I modded, the one over here, and like, she just had it in her closet. She was like, I don't care. I'm like, can I have them back? I would love to have them back. You know? Um, yeah, I would love to have my Super Nintendo back, but I'm not gonna be able to. And buy then you that could do the Clipper hands. mod and play uh, Super Famicom games. Do you know about that? Mm-mm. So the only the only region protection in the Super Nintendo are these like two um plastic bits at the bottom of where the cartridge goes in that like physically block super famicom games and you can just take clippers and clip them off and then you can put yeah super famicom games in there and they work perfectly right there yeah that's cool yeah 
So, you know, I know a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, have I'd, done yeah, that. I'd love to. I'd love it, to. Especially because if you're into Super Nintendo collecting, so many of those games are super expensive, but the Japanese ones are super cheap. Yeah, and but so, you have to be careful you know. about which ones you actually get because. Like, like, you can't get, like, Super Mario RPG in Japanese because you're not going to know what to do. <laughs> well, sure, you know, but if you're like, I want Bubble Bobble or something. Right, Super Mario Kart. Or Tetris or Mario Kart, like, you'll yeah. figure it out. You're just like, E means yes, E it means no. Click that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the one that says options like, is, like, is options. Is it in kanji or katakana? Because I don't know how to read that. It'll be I mean, in like katakana and yeah, Hiragana, like you're gonna be you're gonna be figuring it out. Most of the I've discovered that most of the because kids don't learn kanji when they're young, like most of those games, like the Nintendo ones, or like a lot of those, literally just use like hiragana and stuff, and they'll put spaces between the words and stuff to make it easier, and so. Like, if you go into those, a lot so of times... So I guess if you're learning Japanese, yeah. then, like, maybe playing Nintendo games would be, like, a pretty good way to do it. <laughs> it actually might be. I wouldn't say so, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, almost a year and a half into learning, I wouldn't say the so. Like, there's so many people who think, I'm going to learn from anime, and I'm like, you're, no, you're not. No, you're not. I've been watching it I mean, for I've years. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. I've definitely picked up some words and phrases and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you'll pick that, up, like, like, Sagoi. But you go, don't know go, what else they say. Go on without me. Or wait. Yeah. Or like, you know, are you okay? Mate. Yeah. You know. Stuff like that. Suddenly I can't remember. Yeah, I was just gonna say, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I know what that is, and then I can't <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. What how do you say that? Oh, oh Daijobu Deska. Yeah. Yeah. Daijobu. Daijobu means like deska. I'm okay. Daijobu Deska means like are you okay? But let's do a Japanese learning lesson. When you put ka at the end of stuff, that's like putting a question mark. So if you ah, say like koko des, that means it's here. Oh yeah, it yeah. And if you it say is. koko des ka, means is it here? Yeah. yeah. Or like uh, this has been your lesson of the day. <laughs> or like honto ni des ka or something like yeah. that, which means like is it true? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Modding consoles. But yeah, I did that, and Modding then I beat consoles. Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Which, uh, I will say, Ocarina of Time is really interesting to play after, like, I, I don't know when the last time I played it was, like, maybe 20 years ago. 20, 15 years ago. Um, because I think the game is really amazing, but then there are certain parts where I legit was like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, the uh, owl. Would the you owl like to explain is dumb, that again? But if you know... If you know, it's fine. If you know, the minute you say, you want me to explain that again, you, like, really pay attention that you go down <laughs> yeah. and then hit it, yeah. you know? No, I don't want you to explain it again. Um, the fact that they default to yes, like, I understand, but also, come on. You know what's funny is, like, there's still... Sorry to get off track. Um, there's certain Wii games that, like, uh, they're flipped. Like, you think yes is going to be here, and it's... yep. Like mm, Mario yep. Galaxy, Skyward Sword. There's a couple random games that are like that. You go to do it, and you're like, you're messing no. with me, right? It's like yeah. at the post office, like when they ask you if there's like any weird materials or like batteries, and then no to be like, no, it's fine. Is yeah. it red? <laughs> but the yes is green, and it's like it always throws me off. Um, yeah, but like Ocarina of Time, amazing game but like definitely don't know how i ever played that game without a guide back in the day because even now 
when I played it, there would be times where I'm like, wasn't I supposed to have that fire spell, like, by now? And I'm already, like, 75% through the game, and I don't have and it. And it's like, and no, that like, stuff's optional. They were like, you, you were supposed yeah. to get that after the second dungeon as yeah. a child. And I'm like, well, <laughs> fuck, all right. So then you have to go back and get it. And then, you know, there were certain things where, like, the forest temple, fucking stupid. I used to think that temple was, was great when I was a kid. Really? Now it's dumb. It's the worst one. I by far. And I like, like it. There's I always get lost at one point, like when I'm like three quarters of the way through. Yeah, because there's that one key that's not in the dungeon, and that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, huh. in my opinion. The first key when you're at the door, like before you've even gone in, you have to like climb that tree and like hop across. Oh, and there's a yeah. key. That's dumb. Like yeah. put it in the dungeon, right? Yeah. Um but then I there were things that surprised me. Like I remember the fire temple being really hard. But then when I played it now, I'm like, this wasn't that bad. And then the water temple I remember as a kid being like, I fucking hate this. But as an adult it's brutal. Yeah. It was no, it was a breeze. I got through it so fast. I was like, Oh, that was fine. Like I don't know why that the the worst part of the water temple is just having to hit start all the time. And like change your boots, you know. Other yeah. than that, it is not that hard. Like, which by the way, that was one of my, that was the moment where I was like, yes, I'm in love with the 3ds version of this, which I wanted well, to yeah, talk you to you like, about do the thing. because of what we were talking about with James. I wanted to say, since you were playing Ocarina of Time and I'm assuming you're playing the 64 version, 64 version. Yeah. With my, so, with my 64 switch controller on the switch. Yeah, online. That's, right, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So did you play, have you played the 3ds version? I guess since you're saying nope. you haven't played it in 20 years, you never play that one. I didn't Dang, play that. So I one. guess you can't even compare. No, uh, but I, I know gonna... about the bottom menu, like hitting. Which the I love. Like stuff. that's that's. I think that's awesome. great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one the one that surprised me, and I and I wonder how. I don't know if it's controversial, but like I think that the Spirit Temple is maybe the best Zelda dungeon. I, I don't know. It might be my favorite Zelda Zelda dungeon out of all <laughs> any of them. Chris is like, watch it. Watch yourself. Like, I think this, like, the whole idea of it is so cool. And it's the only one where that's you the one have where to... That's Bongo Bongo is the guy at the end, right? No. That's the no? Shadow Temple. Which one's the Spirit Temple? Is that the one Spirit in the Spirit Temple's the final one in the desert. So, the With reason the I think it's so cool, yeah, is because it has really cool, unique mechanics that appear... That you use items that you get in the temple to solve the puzzles. I think yeah. that's really neat. The other thing that's neat is it's the only one that uses both timelines to complete. And I think that's super neat and honestly oh, is, is kind of a missed opportunity with the rest of the the rest of them because like when you first get to the spirit temple the first thing you realize is you can't even go inside. You have to like yeah. leave. And there's all cutscene and stuff, but like you leave and you have to be a kid, come back as a kid and like do half of the dungeon as a child to get the first item you need then come back as an adult with the item you have now and finish and then the the last boss fight is just awesome twin that's rogue temple witches. that boss is uh, yes yeah. it's the witches. okay yeah, no that is the best that yeah. temple fucking rules like <laughs> but it's, also don't it's you, the best don't dungeon you, in the game don't you as a kid the the final boss as a kid before you escape is like the dark nut or something like that what where he's like swinging around the uh he's it's like the super hard night with like the ball and chain. Oh yeah, you just throw a bunch of bombs at him. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, or wait, no, you're not a kid. 
with that you're fighting him you as a... fight the first one you ever fight is you're a kid but like when you're okay. when you're a grown-up link you have to fight like two of them at the same time in ganon's castle yeah. and again i was just like bomb shoes until i ran out and then i just like hit it and back up like hit it back up yeah i was just i was just thinking like i was just remembering it being like you're you're a kid and so there's an enemy that like would be way easier if you were an adult but you have to fight him as a kid and it's like it's yeah because i think the master sword does more damage than the kokiri yeah uh, and you've got like arrows and a bunch of stuff that you just don't have as a kid right Um, but like but yeah. yeah um and also the final ganon fight i think other than the fact he has way too much health is still really awesome. Um, yeah. Where you're ping like, ponging back and forth. Yeah. You do the ping pong and then you yeah. got to do like, do the light yeah. arrow really fast yeah, and then yeah. jump in and like, it's really satisfying. But after like doing it four times, you're like, can now you die? What? Like, yeah. I've done this enough. Right. Especially yeah. because some of the bosses in the game, you do their mechanic twice. And if you hit them enough, like they just go down. But Ganon, you're like, come on, man. Like, can you like, yeah. can you like die? And then, and then when he's pig Ganon, you know, uh, and the you're like best. rolling under and like hitting his tail, you hit his tail like eight times. You're like, dude, <laughs> like how many more times do I have to do this? You know, before you die, like I get it, you know, uh, clearly, the... clearly I've, I've, I know the mechanic, you know? Yeah. That is, that is the iteration of Ganon to me. Like that is the pig Ganon. One. Like that specifically end of ocarina of time pig ganon is like when people well, I mean, say that ganon, was the original that's who i think of because ganon like, and ganondorf are like different ganondorf is the man ganon well, yeah, but is like, the that, pig the, no but he's the, i think you're talking about the look like what yeah. he yes, looks like that, yeah when gotcha. people say ganon that is what i picture like even though like link to the past and like he's blue you know, all and... these other ones like are the ones that i played first but the the one in Ocarina of Time is like when people when people say Link, I think of Ocarina of Time Link. When people say Zelda, I picture Ocarina of Time Zelda. When people say you know all these different characters and things, like I think of the Ocarina of Time versions of them. It, it's weird to think about this, but like there are definitely uh, teenagers out there that that is not the case, and like yeah, they I might ju- think of like Twilight Princess or, or no, I was going to say Breath of the Wild, like. I mean, they, sure. They're looking yeah, at Breath yeah. of the Wild Link, and they're like, "That's the one that sticks," because it was like so impactful to them, and that just made me yeah. feel like I'm a million years old. Well, it's funny. I think, yeah, it's, I think Breath of the Wild is probably third for me. I think it's, I think it's definitely like Ocarina of Time one because I had like the Nintendo Power one where he had like had the arrow pulled back, and like I literally almost got like blue, like hoop earrings because, or like, or like green ones or whatever because of, because of Link because I was like, "Yo, that looks sick. I'm gonna do that shit." I'm going to be so cool, just like Link. I'm going to wear a green hat. I'm going to go on adventures and kill a pig man. <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. But, but like, there's that. And then there is, like, the classic Link's Awakening, you know, uh, design. Like, the classic, classic, classic design. Uh, Link to the Past, Link Between Worlds. Uh, and then, like, Breath of the Wild, I think, design is, like, right right after that. But. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Josh, you were saying. But, yeah, Ocarina of Time's pretty great. Um yeah. But it does have its like weird quirks. Bombshoe bowling can go to hell. Yup. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Um, and he just then, randomly squirrels away, and it's like, dude, the, I had you right on track. What yeah, are you doing? The um, like, 
uh, like the archery and the slingshot things, those can also go to hell, but like maybe a higher level than I feel you know, like that's bomb not- shoe bowling is all the way down, straight down. <laughs> bomb shoe bowl, or and then the archeries can be like level one or two, you know, yeah, like not too bad, but like you know, they're pretty bad. Uh, you have to like that- flick that controller whenever you really do, yeah. and you have to memorize like every. Yeah, every little timing and it's and, and once you like the it's funny because I did it because I was trying to get the bigger wallet and I did it. You have and to, then yeah. they were like, here's some bombs. And I went, fuck this. And I just left. <laughs> I was like, what an insult. I was by this point, yeah. I was already like in the shadow temple when I decided to do this. So I was like, what an insult. I don't need bombs. Get out of my. Do you know who you're talking to? Get out of my hero face. Goddamn time. Yeah, I'm like, I'm literally missing two medallions and then we're going to end this shit. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel yeah. like Majora's Mask improved the mini games like a lot. Uh and uh speaking of James, he agrees with me in there. Majora's Mask mini games are where the are where it's at. Huge improvement. Uh and then going up, he says he remembers the key in the in the forest temple and that that area is overrated. And yes. uh he said Water Temple is more tedious than it's hard, which I definitely agree with. And uh he also I would agree with that if you if like you get lost for sure because it's three levels and each le- like and it in the one my one complaint about it was that if you are uh if the water level is at two and you need to go back down to one like you, you have do two to two different things right yeah. you have to go like or, or something like it was like you had to go like you have to do the full loop like you couldn't just bounce yeah. back and forth between them yeah, because like the 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 um one to reset it to one is all the way on number three. So if you're at two, you can't go down. You can only cycle the water up and then all the way back down and then all the way up and then all the way back down. So like that was annoying because there was like one or two times where I was like, I I'm on two and I really wish it was at one. But you're like, I have to go all the way to three. Yeah. Raise it up and then go all the way up to three and raise it down and then I can go down. And it was like, okay, like that was that was annoying. But um, like so other it, than that, yeah, it's on that. It's not that bad. Like I've been playing. Um, I played a ton of Skyward Sword this weekend and I've never hey, played. I've never played that game. It's I haven't. It's either. very good. Um, and what's funny is like hearing you talk about Ocarina of Time. I didn't realize how how much that game like people people bash that game because it's linear and i think i appreciate it more now than when i originally tried to play it 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 is in like in that you have to do all the temples in the order but like i don't even think it's that i think it's literally like like it is very clear okay now you need to go here and do a thing and like the owl shows up yeah, well, it's just Fi just tells you where well, to go. Not yeah, Navi will just be like. Oh no, I mean like, in Ocarina of Time. You know, oh, well, she'll yeah. just be like, yeah. "Yo, dog, uh, you need to go to Kokiri Village because something's happening or whatever." Yeah. And you're like, "Okay, right." <laughs> like, um, I heard but, you like mountains. That one over there is on fire. Why don't we go take a look? Yeah, yeah, let's go check that out. But what's interesting about it is like it almost it took what Dark Souls does, where you end up in. I know, I know. I thought you were going to appreciate this one. No, it's be a careful. good thing. It's, it, it, it's interesting you say this because I, I can continue. I have a thought about that too. Um, when you get to like the like three quarters of the way through a dungeon and then all of a sudden you'll open a door or you'll like move a switch and you're like, oh, I'm at the beginning and I can just get here super easily now whenever I have oh, to come yeah, back. 
Um, none of that exists in Ocarina of Time, like, at all. No, 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 um, no. It's a lot of, like, running through. There are some dungeons in Skyward where, like, you do have to, like, and they do it intentionally because of, like, I guess padding. Um, like, you do have to go all the way through. But there, there are others where it's literally just, like, you open a door and it's, like, cool. There's, like, one more room I have to get through. And now I'm at the I final can just boss skip again this or whole whatever. Thing. Like, if I, if I screw it up, I can just skip this whole thing. Right, right. Which, I, I, I mean, like I appreciate I like that a lot. I was actually, this is actually a suggestion that I was going to make. I don't know who I'm freaking suggesting it to because this game has been made for ages, but I was just going to say like one way that you could have made Ocarina of Time better is having two switches per water level and having the second one become available, like be hidden behind some door. And like, once you get the water to that level or like do that, like they don't make you loop through the whole thing. There's just a thing nearby that you can just switch. It's just there. And then it's done. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, it's so not really it like make it easy. Like once you clear an area, it yeah. would be like, okay, now if you want to get it back to this level and you want to go do something else, like you can just like hit this button and then like go right beneath it and, you know, hit the other one and then all that sort of stuff to make it like really easy to like revisit. But like, obviously that era Nintendo was just like, how can we even fit this on the freaking cart Yeah, and then go home, you know? Uh, like originally, I mean, it, I've heard that originally the Ganon fight was supposed to be like Shadow of the Colossus, like you were supposed to climb Ganon. Dang, and dude, stuff. that was sick. But they were like, quickly, they were like, you won't be able to see the whole thing, and also B, I'm pretty sure this console can't run that. Yeah, and then this they is were, not quickly. Possible. We're like, okay, let's not do that. Um, yeah, because when but, did Shadow come out? It was PS2, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, there's yeah, no way PS2. it was happening. I mean, because didn't Majora's Mask need the expansion pack? It yes. did. Yeah. I, like, that Ocarina does not. Nope. Um, yeah. But I will say, like, Ocarina, it's funny you brought up Dark Souls, because when I was playing Ocarina, I got, like, el- some Elden Ring vibes off of it. And maybe it's, like, the vice versa of it. But it was like, man, this is an open world in a sense. But, like, you do actually get stuff for going and doing optional things and, like, listening to what people have to say. You yeah. Know? yeah. Or like reading the signs where the signs like this is a dead end and there's a boulder there and then you blow it up and you're like, oh, there's there's a whole fairy fountain back here. Like sick, you know, or yeah. or things like that. Like it it, it was really interesting because I feel like games don't really do that anymore. Like they don't do the whole um, discovering you kind of yeah, thing that rewarding well you for exploring. anymore. Like I would say Breath of the Wild is a good example of that done right. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. but and i'm really excited about tears of the kingdom but um yeah awkward time is good i do kind of want to play skyward sword now though because i've never played it and so it's like a zelda blind spot for me i'll give you i'll give you the i told myself all right i'm gonna play with a pro (laughs) controller whatever um and i couldn't get into it um and i was oh, like i was gonna do the motion controls well so here's the problem is if you are gonna play on switch the motion mm-hmm. controls on switch are garbage um because there's no sensor bar um so then you How go the controller controls so the controller controls are fine but you have to get into the mindset of i'm gonna play this like an i would like an n64 zelda game um and not like a modern game because to swing the sword, you have to use the right thumbstick, and the you can't control the camera that way. The only way you can control the camera is if you hold down L 
and then you can move the right thumbstick and that controls that. So you just have to okay. accept, like you have to trust that the camera knows where it's going to go. And most of the time it does. If you want to okay. snap it where it needs to go, you can just tap L and it'll do that. Like kind of okay. like it does in Ocarina of Time. Um, the When I first started playing it, I was really fighting that. Um, and that got me to go into motion controls where you can control the camera with like the right thumb, the right Joy-Con. Um, but you're constantly having to re-anchor um, the pointer because it's constantly drifting because there's no uh, sensor bar for it to like home back to. Um, yeah. And you don't want to play the Wii release because it's literally like eight and a half hours longer than the Switch one. Because Wait, they put, really? They put all these quality of life uh, features into it where it's like you can fast read text. Um, every time you pick up an item, it doesn't tell you that a green rupee is worth one. It's just like you got a green rupee and you move on with your life. Like it really wow. did that. It did that. That's why I stopped oh playing it. Oh my god, dude! I think wow. it's why a lot of people stop. But if That's you look brutal. at how long to beat, it's like forty hours versus thirty or something like that. It's insane. My god, that's brutal. Yeah, that's so, intense. Pro yeah, controller. I'm definitely not going to play that. So yeah. Okay. See, that's that's interesting. And if it's not that bad, I feel like that's something that like is this something where you know. I don't know, like an hour in, like you just don't think about it anymore. Like you're just, you're acclimatized to it. Uh, it took me, it took me a while to fight it. Okay. Like I got through. I, like I a, feel like that's something where I'm like, oh, okay. Like I feel like give me like 10 minutes and I'll like, I'm going to be pretty well good. with It, it wasn't for me, about it. but I, I yeah. think, and I was listening to, uh, not Bob Wolf, um, Wood from beat em ups, uh, was t like an old video where he was talking about it. And he was like, once I tricked my brain into thinking, no, I'm playing this like an old Zelda game, I was fine. But like that first little – and like as soon as I watched that video and then I played the game, I was like, this is great. Harry's actually playing it right now, uh, oh, nice. friend of the show. Yeah, I, I actually was messaging him last night because uh, I kept seeing him on Switch when I was on. Nice. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, James in the chat says, Elden Ring consciously represent, uh, references Ocarina of Time. I'm curious where this is. Like if it if it's like explicitly, uh, you know, purposeful and stuff like that. Like obviously, I know that like being able to ride through a big field on a horse with hills like is very much like the opening, uh, you know, section or like a lot of what happens in Elden Ring. But I am I'm very curious if there are like explicit references. I know because it got uh, spoiled for me on Twitter. Because why wouldn't it? Uh, that there is a scene in Jedi Survivor that is an explicit reference to Super Metroid. Uh, that there I is? Uh, yes, <laughs> it's it is a. You're gonna very... have to mess. You're gonna have to message me after this because I've beaten it and I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, I it's it was really cool to see it, uh, and but I also kind of wish wish that I had not been spoiled on it uh, mm. because I feel like seeing that naturally would have been really awesome. But, and I would have been like, hey, everybody come look at this, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but now I'm just, I'm, I'm pleased to know that it's in there, but uh, yeah. Didn't, didn't know that. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, did, did we have anything else we wanted to, to talk about for that? Um, no, I got, I got nothing. Cool. Just, so uh, if you're planning on playing Skyward Sword, I would recommend that you do it before you play Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. 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 That that is the well. That's not going to happen because Tears of the Kingdom comes out in like eleven days. You so. of all people, you of all people, you don't Me. have to play with the cool kids. 
You can just play the game when you're ready. That's true. That's true. No, I need. I'm probably gonna need to play it. I like, who are you yelling at? Ended. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Smoke, Smoke listed, uh, uh, linked a video in the chat. He said topical Ocarina of Time video. And it is the video, uh, the Ocarina of Time Pandora's Box by Mad Season Show on YouTube. I have not watched this. I don't know if this video is any good. But just from the quality of Smoke himself, uh, I'm just going to assume that it's good and mention it here in the show. And then maybe I'll watch it later. Uh, but anyways, there you go. Thank you, Smoke, for, for contributing. Uh, so speaking of controls and oh speaking boy. of various ways of engaging with the video games, I picked up a little something from the store, which is why I'm flat broke and can't buy any of these brand new games that are coming out. And that is the Vitrix oh. BFG Pro this is, Controller. This is like the epitome of that meme where it's like when you're young and you have all the time to play games, but no time. And then when you're older, you have money and a job, but you can't play any. You can't. You can buy games, but you can't actually play them. Yeah. So I picked up. Bought a controller. Can't even play with. I picked up this uh, this controller. I mean, I've got a bunch of games to play. They're just games for review. They're not. Oh games wait, that are, this is. Out. Oh, I'm happy for you. This is all you've what? ever wanted. It's a PlayStation this, yes. controller that isn't a PlayStation controller. That is good. It is a yeah. PlayStation yeah. 5, an officially licensed PlayStation 5 controller I, I'm still, that is shaped like an Xbox controller. I'm so happy I, for you. I'm still with you, Brian, because like I, I had to play all of Jedi on a PS5 controller, and every time I had to interact with the UI on the PS5, I just like let out this deep sigh, like, ugh. God, yeah. I hate this thing. Like, I hate this controller. Bury me with now, the Stadia controller. Now, I will say, I will say, since I bought this, now, I, I, I will, I got, I got to preface this a little bit. So, this is, this is a controller that I am, I am annoyed that I had to buy, but we're still going to talk about it. Uh, because I was hoping that I would get to cover this controller, and I was not able to. So I had to go out and buy one because I want to get some use out of the PS5. And after buying this, I have realized that most of the problems that I have with the PS5, not all of them by a damn sight, but most of them are with the DualSense controller because it is wildly uncomfortable to me uh, and like engages my, you know, my wrists, you know, repetitive strain injury and stuff like that. So I wanted to see does buying this make my PS5 like actually more playable for me? Or is it like, do I, is it just, this is just not the console for me. And after playing with this a while, uh, I've played a lot of PS5 since I bought this. Um, so I've got this, I've got my Volari, uh, where is it? Oh, I guess I don't have it up here. I have my Volari like pillow that, uh, that I got at PAX. Um, and so I've been using these two to try to mitigate the wrist issues that I've had. And I will give you just a quick rundown on this controller. So I think I may have talked about this before. Uh, it has got offset sticks from the jump. So like an Xbox controller, uh, it comes with this like weird custom diamond shaped. Um, How is that? D pad. Uh, it's okay. It's taken me a while to warm up to, but, um, like the Xbox Elite controller, it also comes with replacement D-pads. Oh, okay. Because um, so it looks it comes... like uh, the 360 D-pad. 
Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. not like that's like the Steam controller. It is it is not like that at all. It is it is it is actually yeah, it is very like, Yeah. You know. It's, it's like, like a, a concave. Yeah. A you know, uh like but it it is straight up like a square shape turned like you know, forty five degrees to the right. Yeah. Um and uh so it's it's weird. It's taken me a little bit of time to get uh to get used to. But I've been jumping into multiple different games. I played some Guilty Gear on PS5. I played some DBFZ on, on PS5. I played Humanity with this um, a little bit. I've played, you know, some other games. Like I played Fall Guys uh, with this. It has uh, triggers with trigger stops. Uh, it has four back paddles. And it can switch between wired and wireless mode, which you have to actually do. So you plug in a Wi-Fi dongle to your PS5. Unfortunately, I have not found a way to turn the console on with this controller. But so I just like walk oh God, up to the PS5. I have to get up. Walk up Trash. to the PS5, turn it on. I mean, come on, it's a small thing, no, but I it's know. annoying. But uh, but then you you hold the PlayStation button for a couple of seconds that turns on the controller, then it syncs up, and then it works pretty well. Um, you can also like hook it up to your PC. Uh, it's got three little toggles right here: one for PS5, one for PS4, and one for PC. Does it have native can... Bluetooth plugged in? Or uh, it does not. In? It does not have Bluetooth at all. Oh, okay. It is oh. it is wireless, and it only does stuff with the dongle. But it also comes with a very long, high quality uh, USB C cable, so it's very easy to just plug in and use as a as a wired controller. It's honestly, it's so long of a cable. I can uh, use it when I'm sitting on like the very front of the like chaise section of my couch, um, and my couch and my TV are literally on the opposite walls of my living room, so they're further apart than they would normally be. But the cable is like so long. Like, I think the cable might be like six to eight feet long. Like, I mean, you can also long. get USB extension cables because we have one. We have one of those, and yeah. it'll it it makes the cord go like twenty feet or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. For forever. But in addition to having like that diamond D-pad, it's also got more of a kind of like almost 360 type controller uh, D-pad right here, and then the like Xbox One uh, D-pad. I like uh, right the screwdriver. It comes with it. It comes with a that tool because cool. it's like a, it's like a hex a hex tool um, or something like that. Uh, and then it does have a really really short. Uh, analog stick but only one and then a really long one so if you want to have like your movement yeah, on a really like... short one and then the aiming on a really long one for precision and stuff like that you can do that you can keep them at their default levels which i actually find quite comfortable um uh but they also have this so this is made by it's it's uh victrix by pdp so this is a this is advertised as a like fighting game controller so it comes with one of these uh, which is the six button uh, mm. thing? So like the old Sega thing. Yeah. So you can just replace this oh, entire just out? face button and uh, stick thing. Which you can also you can also take all the buttons out and switch the location. So you can have you can you can have both of the sticks up high, like on Switch. You can have both of them uh, uh, low or like not, not switch, uh, like the steam deck or like something like that. Well, you can have both the senses that way. Uh, no, you can have both the sticks like high, Oh, uh, or okay. you can have them both low, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, symmetrical, or you can have them offset or you can have them backwards and offset. Like you can really flip all this stuff around however you want. Um, 
And what's then if the, you want to have... What's the back what's of that? that that little piece that you had? What's the back of that look like, like that connector? This thing right here? Yeah. The six-button Fight Pro thing? Yeah, what's the other side of that look like? Okay, nice. That's cool. Yeah, so it's just like some some pins... Uh, and it just goes right in. So this will this will make it, you know, play like a like a fight stick or like an old Sega controller. And then even beyond that, peep this, yo. Uh, they have Octogate stick housings. Wow, they thought everything. So if you wanna if you wanna have that going on instead of just the like smooth like yeah, the you know, radial radial three hundred and sixty degree like I feel like people Xbox only things. people who play Smash are gonna want that the octagonal. Octagon, no, there's a like, lot I mean, of people. Yeah. I mean, people put octagonal gates on fight sticks all the time. Mine is I mean, I will tell gate. you. I, yeah, I, 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 I would. I mean, that seems like a fighting game thing. Like, yes, it is a well, fighting yeah. game thing, but not strictly. You yeah, know. not strictly for Smash. Like, I find that useful in Guilty Gear and Dragon Ball and all sorts of stuff. It less less helpful in Dragon Ball because everything is quarter circle. Yeah. Uh, animations or half circle, but still, like, it's it's nice to have. Mortal Kombat what it I, would be good for. And I can definitely say that, like, I can, I could see myself using that other than the fact that, like, I just haven't messed with it at all. I've just been playing it stock um, just to kind of see because this has made me kind of go back to the way that I was playing fighting games, which I didn't, I like totally forgotten about this era of my life. But there was a period when I did not have a PS3 and I only had a 360 and I was playing all of my fighting games on 360, including the Blaze Blue games and the Persona 4 Arena games. And I was playing all of those on 360 controllers and I was using my directional inputs on the analog stick. So this has gotten me, you know, even though this diamond D-pad like took a little bit of getting used to, like I've gotten way better with it and I've gotten to the point where like I can play these games on there, but I still feel a little bit more comfortable playing it like I did those old 360 fighting games, you know, just using the analog stick inputs. And that has been kind of a throwback. It's making my PS5 feel more like uh, when I was playing my 360 and I got to tell you, it's made me want to play my PS five a hell of a lot more. Um, and it's very weird to feel that way because like, I still feel like the PS five UI is bad. I feel like the store is bad, but I can't deny, the you know, store. particularly, yeah. yeah, it's awful, but I can't deny that like, particularly with, you know, the kind of recent, uh, dearth of good PC ports, I'm kind of like, well, you know, like I, I'm enjoying having Game Pass and stuff like that, but if something's not on Game Pass and I'm asking for a key, like there are a lot of games that are just not available on Xbox or whatever. So like maybe I could see myself, you know, and particularly if I wanted to like continue to build up my physical game collection, like maybe I could just ask for people to get me games on PlayStation because like with this controller, like I can, I can play them now you know what i mean so it's it's been a very uh interesting journey i also was really i was kind of mixed doing it but i was just like you know what i'm just gonna pull the trigger on this and if it sucks then i'll just return it you know because i got it i was able to pick it up from a best buy near me uh really easily they had like three three left but i watched a, a twitter clip from k7 show off who is a very prominent Guilty Gear player. He plays uh, Leo Whitefang. Uh, and I've seen him in tournaments, a bunch of a bunch of stuff like that. But um, he was talking about how he's been playing it with, with it for like three weeks. And now one of the face buttons just pops out sometimes when he presses it. And then he picked up the thing and just turned it upside down and the button just fell out. And I'm like, that's not good. Like, that's not what? good. Do they, so they don't like, screw in or is it magnetic? 
I I don't know. Well, uh, what is for for which for the one you have, right? Yeah, for the, for one, the one you I have. have. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. that little piece that you have, does that screw in? Are there holes in it? This like this this block, yeah, it screws in. But he was like, it was literally oh, just literally the button. The button. One oh, specific, the, wow. like it was like the circle button or something was just falling out. Oh, like geez. when he would play, he would hit it, and like the spring would just like pop it out. And I'm just like, uh, I wonder. What are you I wonder if that's like a defect that? or something. It really has springs in it. I mean, I I don't I don't know okay. I don't know. This is I'm I was just like most like, of the most of the controllers I've seen are like have that rubber membrane in them. Yeah, yeah I mean the, maybe maybe um, they do. Like I said. I am not experienced with this. I literally just bought it because I wanted to try it out. But like seeing that and like him demonstrating it on there, I was like, ugh, man. And this like this controller is not cheap, and it's officially licensed. And I'm like, yeah, where's the quality a, control? It's got at least a one year warranty on it, even if it, you know what I mean. Even yeah, if it, bash away, I yeah, should probably just keep look the at box. That. Two year limited warranty. Yeah, like just keep the box, and then if it breaks, like just figure it out through them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll literally send you that part for free. Like, I had a Corsair headset, like the dongle got chewed up by my dog, and I literally just emailed Corsair and was like, hey, my dog chewed up my headset dongle for this specific headset, and, like, I can't find it on your store. And they were like, what's your address? And I gave it to them, and they just sent me one. Yeah, Turtle nice. Beach gave me an entire new headset at one point. <laughs> as dang, well they should because yeah. they're not good well, yeah i was like dang i definitely should have done that because they their shit broke like immediately for every me. Yeah. turtle beach headset i ever had broke within three months of me buying it and then i was it like i'm not so crazy to me that they had like a a a i don't even want to say a good reputation but that they were so notable that everybody they had like, a reputation when i was talking yeah. to people and they were like i was like i need a headset they're like yeah get a turtle beach one. they're great that's because they're at Target and like. A40s. No, I think it honestly. Yeah. I think it was there wasn't that many to choose. There weren't that many to choose from at that time. Yeah, and like, and now the, it's like you can go get a HyperX or something. That's right, better. like there's so yeah. many options that you can get a or bang and Olufsen headset or, or, like, yeah. or Steel Steel Series is one. Steel now. Series, you know. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> Logitech, like any of these, you can name yes. them forever. Yeah. Yes. One of those, like, you can get those really good, like, Sony ones that people use for music production that are, like, okay for games, apparently, but, like, they're all they're like, really good for music. Yeah, or you can stuff. just get, like, a freaking Sennheiser one or something like that. Yeah. There's, like, ton, there's tons of options. Yeah. Not made Basically, for gaming, but, like, you could do Basically, buy anything, anything other than Anything that's <laughs> not a Turtle Beach. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it is going to depend sometimes on, like, what you're trying to do. Yeah, or like what you're, yeah. But yeah, and also spend the spend the money. Yeah, the cheaper yeah, yeah. ones always break way faster. Like yeah. I had some, I had some, I bought spent like 160 bucks like years and years and years ago on this one headset I had, and it lasted like almost four years before it broke. Like, yeah, I mean these these headsets that I'm using right now for this show have really good uh, sound quality, and they've got a detachable mic, and this is a HyperX. And the only reason why I bought a HyperX is because. When I went to PAX for PAX West 2018, uh, I think Wolf just had an extra like HyperX wired headset. And he's like, hey, I've just got an extra one. Like, do you just want it? And I used it like on the flight home. I plugged it into my Switch and was like just happy as a clam playing games. And I just used it for the next several years until I was just like, you know what? I, I need to use this on like the piano or something. My wife wants to use this. I just want to get a replacement. And I was just like, you know what? This thing has worked like a freaking workhorse. And I looked up how much it was at the time, and it was like $45. And it lasted for like seven years. 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is nuts. I came here from two years in the future. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, quality in your peripherals is important, but also like a big part of this has been comfort for me. And it's been very nice being able to, uh, actually enjoy my games and think to myself, like legitimately have the thought of like, you know what? I've got horizon forbidden West. Maybe I will play more of it because now I'm not thinking about like, Oh, am I really going to spend 30 hours in this world where my controller is fighting me or something? You know what I mean? And it's just like, and the the thing that sucks is, is that, is that this may be an officially licensed thing, but nothing but the dual sense can have any of their haptics in it. So like, there's just no vibration in this at all. That's fine because I don't use rumble. So I turn most of that off, but like the fact that like when I was playing humanity, I was playing it on the dual sense because I hadn't bought this yet. And like, I got that, like, you know, I was talking about the, the, the tinkling of the text, like across the back of my hands, which is a cool touch. And like the fact that I'm just not going to get any of that while I'm playing with this, like that kind of sucks. That's, that's cool. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine where he was like talking about, but I want to play it on PlayStation because of the haptics and all that. And I was like, I don't use any of that shit. Like I did occurred to me, you know, like the only game I really cared about it in was like Astro's playroom. Yeah. You know, unless and, they're like, shoving other... it down your throat. It's really yeah. not. Yeah. And, and like, I realized because like dual sensors are so much more expensive than like an Xbox controller because yeah. of all the features i was like i don't even like this controller and like i turn rumble off and i don't really use the haptics because i hate pulling the triggers and feeling like i'm gonna break the thing in half you yeah. know because it makes that like sound like all the time and stuff and i'm like i don't like this like i just Dude, don't my hands hate that stuff it it like triggers my rsi like immediately both of those things so it was one of those things where it's like this it functionality just, i think is interesting but like I, I, I can't. It just doesn't add anything to the experience for me most of the time. Like, yeah. to me, it's like, this is neat, but I really just want to hit the button and, like, I, have it do the thing. I you was know? watching, uh, we watched Tetris this weekend, and... How was I, that? It, it was all right. I mean, it's pretty fabricated. Some of it's pretty fabricated just for the sake of them having a movie. Right. Uh, but there's Trying a... amp up the drama. Yeah, there's a scene in it where um, it, it's online... Um, yeah, it's like one of the ones that they keep sharing around. But they they show off the Game Boy to like Taron Egerton's character. He's like one of the first people in the world to ever see it. Um, like signs an NDA and everything. And he asks a question like, "Why is there no color?" And they say, "Because it's too expensive." And while I was playing Skyward Sword this weekend, I, I actually started thinking about that and how like man it's so great to just pick this thing up and it's kind of insane how much technology is in it it's wireless it has it has motion built into it if you need it um but at the end of the day like it's the same controller that i bought when i bought my switch and i can press the buttons and they do the thing (laughs) yeah even though they have that really cool rumble feature in them they do they do most games don't really use yeah it's, it's, I mean, it's the same thing with the DualSense. Like, we said this when the PS5 came out. We were like, how many people are going to use this? And I was like... First nope. party stuff. Like, like two people are going to use this. Yeah. yeah. Returnal, Astro's Playroom, <laughs> uh, like, Last of Us. I remember trying Warframe on PS5 because I wanted to see how it ran. And I turned the haptics on just to be... Just because I was curious. And, like... At first, I was like, okay, it's kind of neat. But then after my third pull of the shotgun, it was like, okay, this is really annoying. Like, having yeah. the 
having to like stop you know the resistance and you're like yeah and like i was just like i don't like this like i just want to pull the trigger and have the thing fire like yeah i feel like somewhere between on the on the haptics and the vibration somewhere between like one percent and ten percent is like the sweet spot like if i can get like one to five percent or like ten percent on the max like just a hint of that like just just give me a a whisper a whisper, <laughs> uh, just a crumb of that. Because like you'll play, like I literally, like before the first game I played when I got my PS5 was I was writing the guide for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And like when you go into that game and you pull the trigger, like it is like pulling the trigger on an actual gun. Like it's really heavy. And I was like, damn, all right, give me like 5%. And it, there's like the ever so slight resistance. And I'm like, this is great. This is great. I dialed it down literally as low as it could go without turning it off. And like, this is what you should have led with, dude. You shouldn't have like tried to kick my face in with how resistant this stupid thing is. Mm-hmm. Or like try to rattle my arms out of their sockets. It's also it's also sucks when like these kind of features exist and then developers just don't fine tune them at all. They just are like, yeah, yeah 100%. Like there was, there's a, there's a, um, a shmup game that I suddenly can't remember the name of. Dodon Pachi. No, I super uncle. I can't wait until I can't wait until limited run delivers that to me in three years. Uh, (laughs) um, there was a, um, uh, I I don't remember what it was called, but it was this shmup. I played like a bunch of on PS4. I loved it. And, uh, there was a switch port. So I bought it because it's it's like $5 or something. So, you know, it's like, whatever, I'll play more of that. But like the rumble in it was not tuned at all. And it sounded like, your switch was gonna fucking explode like it legit like the whole it was like like it, you could hear it like oh my really god. loud while you were holding it and then it, it, you was just holy fuck and the only option was just to shut it off and it was like clearly somewhere in their code they just turned they just said rumble on or something and 100%. didn't didn't do anything like to it and I was like, I'm pretty sure the it was shaking so much. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is like subtly damaging the controller. Like wow. it was that intense. I didn't realize that the switch could vibrate that much. Like it was nuts. That reminds me but, back when like I first got my cell phone. Like when I first got a, a mobile. In yeah, in I know Singapore. what a cell phone I, I had like, is. I had a I had a a. a <laughs> That was the most savage thing you've ever said. That was beautiful. Oh I love my it. God. I love it. But when I first got like my Nokia or whatever, and somebody Where? would call you while it was down on the table, and it would fucking vibrate off the desk. Yeah. It's like what, dude? But you know, why? it was a Nokia. Those things were indestructible, man. That's that it's, is true. Some dude, say it's still vibrating to this day. Some say it's still <laughs> vibrating, dude. One time, my buddy and I went to the beach down in, uh, in like, I think we went to like sunset beach in orange County, uh, which is a really small beach. Shout out to anybody who's in the fountain Valley Huntington beach area and goes to sunset beach. We went there and we went to go boogie boarding and we were, I swear we were boogie boarding for like a half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour. And I was like, Oh crap. Where's my phone? And I pulled it out of my pocket. It had been in my, my like cargo, my like, you know, waterproof cargo shorts that I had on. 
I literally opened it up, took the little membrane keys out, took the covers off and like laid it down on a towel. And then when I got back into the car later on, I like hooked it back up, turned it on. Totally fine. Those things that someone could drop one of those things phones like that anymore, in the man? ocean, like, like right over, like, you know, they could go down Titanic depth. And like you could, years from now. <laughs> you could leave it there like for for like a year or more and come and retrieve it and I bet it would still work. <laughs> I would bet money on that. That would be like the betting yeah, extravaganza of all time. I would who's I gonna, would I want to see my, that. My only challenge to that is who's going to bet against that? For real. Like yeah. think who's going to bet against it? So, yeah, someone gonna, would. Someone would. Some, I mean someone would. Honestly, man, I realistically, I, so... I don't think it would exist. Like it would work, but at the same time, I really want Dude, it to work. I think it's would tell me there's a chance, and I would bet some small amount of money that it would. I just want to see. It would depend on the depth of the body of water that you're putting it in, because at Very some point, deep. the weight of the water is just going to turn. Well, that's thing I mean, that's why I was hand. like Titanic depth. Like, yeah. how, how far down is that? It's pretty far. This is this is like back when. They were like, you know what? I'm gonna put like they, they they went to the guy in the engineering department and they're like, we need you to build a cell phone. And he's like, yes, sir. And then the guy left the room and then it like zoomed in on his face and he's like, I'm gonna make the sturdiest cell phone that's ever been created. <laughs> I'm gonna make the only cell phone they'll Not ever only that. use. Not only that, those phones were like actually cool. Like they were the ones all the cool kids had until flip phones they came became with a freaking thing. Snake, bro. Until yeah. the razor, until the razor came out. That yeah. was like the phone. That was my first phone. The Razor? The Razor, the Motorola. I Razor. wanted one really badly, but like I also wanted like a like a uh a Palm Pilot or whatever and like they they got me like a handspring or something cuz it was like way Ooh. cheaper. Yeah. No, RIP no Palm. They were they made some great products. And yeah. now a lot of their people are at Google and it's just not the same. It's not the same. I mean our not phones do what those did now. You know. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> They they do it, but like, are you you really gonna tell me that any of these phones are as sturdy as the any palm, of the ones we had back then? The Palm Pixie, like, I know, I was ahead this, of its uh, time, and it died I got like Samsung Galaxy, you know. And I've dropped it a, like one or two times, and it's still still kicking, still still kicking. Although I'm have not, you I'm taken not... it boogie boarding in the ocean for four? I have not, and then taken <laughs> taken it apart. But I'm pretty sure shell. these things are waterproof. They are. The galaxies? Yeah, are so they? I could take it. Yeah, pretty much every phone wanted. that you buy now is waterproof, Brian. Dude, these things are sealed. Dude, tight. I bet you. And it, dude, mine, I'm literally like, I'm I'm listening is to that a music pixel? like. Yeah. Yeah, it's waterproof. Is it really? Yeah. No, there's no way. They don't even say that as Which like, one I'm is like literally, really anymore. I'm literally like, it's the Pixel 5. I'm literally like adjacent to my shower and it's like hey man we're shutting down this charging thing because we can detect some moisture around you is it plugged in no i was gonna say yeah i was like that could be why uh pixel 5 waterproof we're gonna find out live it's uh water resistant with an ip68 rating what the hell does that mean no idea. Uh, this rating means the phone has a protection against dust and water submersion of up to three feet for up to 30 minutes. Wow, 30 minutes. So if someone pushed you in a pool and you died, oh. <laughs> and then they dragged your body out of that pool 31 minutes later, 
with your phone would be gone too. The phone would be gone too. That's not true. Both the phone and me would be dead. I think it's like more importantly, the phone would be gone. I think it's like a best buy date. They're like, you know, your sour cream could still be good after this date, but we only guarantee it up to this date, right? So, could be something like that. Um, if you follow Linus Media Group on YouTube Hell at all, yeah, dog. They um, part of their lab thing that they're building is they have like a whole water submission test that they're going to put all their phones through, and they're like, part of it though is like this has this to is... be the last thing that we test because if it doesn't work, then we break the phone that we're reviewing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is the kind of shit that only millionaire YouTubers can pull off. Yeah, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, that is funny. I mean, that but I. You know, that is kind of like a warning shot across the bow. Like, hey, just so you know, if you're going to send us one of your phones to review and this you is say what it's water resistant, it. it better be water resistant. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Mom Jumma in the chat says, it's your personal black box. <laughs> <laughs> it goes down with the ship is what you're saying, basically. Yeah. And then yeah. nobody ever recovers it again. Uh... Yeah, man, that's great. Okay, so I got I got uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about uh, before we get out of here. Um, I wanted to talk about a little game called Lost Epic. I'm assuming. Have you, Have you heard of this? I'm I'm assuming that nobody has heard of this. Nope. nope. Uh, but I was sent a review key for this because I got an email and they're like, "Hey, it's a, uh, it is like." Dark Souls mixed with Metroid, and I'm like, you have my attention. Okay, that, with waifus. That, but you said that, yes. and that to me immediately was like, just turned you off. Oh, so it's another, it's another, another one game. of those. It's a no, it's not even that. It's just another game. Yeah, it's like another they, game that exists. Yeah. Everyone likes to use those words over and over again. Like you know, it's the Dark Souls of battle royales or something i'm like now now it's losing its meaning man now it is i i would have agreed with you however if you look up the video for this the aesthetic is like a vanillaware game and with those three things combined i was like you know what i'm gonna give this one a chance i'm gonna give this one a chance although i will say yes chris if you were gonna say it's dark souls and you know, Metroid, I would have just been like, okay, so it's Hollow Knight. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Except this is not, this is not like Hollow Knight. I think that I really do think that I, I think that, that it needs to be looked at kind of in the vein of like a vanillaware type game, but with the open world sort of formula. Not to the extent where, like, like if you played, like, Dragon's Crown or Odin Sphere or, like, any of these sorts of games, like, specifically Dragon's Crown, it's like, okay, I'm tackling this mission, I'm going out into this area, I'm walking along basically a linear path, and then there's a boss at the end, and then I go back to the hub, and that's kind of it, which is not how this works. I mean, it, it, it does work like that. The paths are less linear. All the areas are interconnected, which is a very Dark Souls and Metroid thing. But also, like, the structure is definitely, 
I'm going to talk to these people. I'm going to pick up a side quest. I am going to get to the end of this area and then fight a boss. But also, like, there are different diversions. There are, you know, every time you complete a side quest, it get, it unlocks a node on, like, basically the equivalent of, like, the Final Fantasy X sphere grid for mm-hmm. your character. Mm-hmm. So, I love the sphere grid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know I got you. So... So you can, when you level up, you get your skill points and you use them like you would the sphere grid where it's like you can branch out in whatever direction you want. So like, okay, you want to have a stronger character, you get one node in strength and then you just go ham on the strength area and all that sort of stuff. And you can also get like faith and like different stats like that. Um, But it is, let me pull up some of my stuff on here. Hold on. By the way, Chris, you asked what my AC when it was. It's 10,000 BTU. Woo! Chiles, baby back yeah, ribs. Woo. Dude, it's going to be hot this summer, I think. I yeah. Think I don't like it. I don't it, do well in the heat. It my probably brain is. shuts off. Because my, my central heating system in this place is not great. So it's probably going to be a billion degrees with a crying baby. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing that I thought was nice. So apparently I just totally misplaced all my notes for this game, which is great. Uh, but yeah, uh, what I will say is there are like several difficulty settings, which I thought was cool. You can also craft and upgrade your weapons. There's like a bunch of stuff like that. It's like very, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's very approachable in like a bite-sized kind of thing. And I'm playing it on switch right now, which is a good place for it. Um, I, I'm enjoying it in handheld mode. I would say that I think the text is a little bit small. Um, if you're playing like on a big screen and the TV is like maybe further away than normal, I guess. You're doing like one if, of these? If, not really. Like I can still see it. It's just like I just wish it was bigger, you know. But oh, by the way, speaking of squinting and stuff like that, I went. this is a complete tangent. I went to my eye doctor uh, last week. And one of the guys who was testing me is like, all right, read the lowest line. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Are you proud of Did you put the awesome. preview of humankind on? <laughs> Human, humankind. It's humanity. It's but humanity, yes. whatever. Humankind's yeah. a cold place <laughs> Wait, well, no, isn't there a... There's, Ubisoft made a game called Humankind, didn't oh, they? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It was anyway, like their what, civilization. What did this guy actually say to you? <laughs> uh, I think the Fire Temple is the best town on my grave type. <laughs> yeah, that's Excuse what he said. No, he was, like, he, was, uh, he was like... He did the classic thing where he's like, all right, read the lowest line that you can read, and I read it, and I was like, you know what? Like, this is actually, like, it's feeling pretty good. I could go smaller, and he's like, all right do the next one. And he like made them even smaller. And then I, I, I read it. And then I was like, I think I could even, or no, he, he's, he like showed like the next two. And I was like, I think I can actually do the one at the bottom. And he's like, not many people read that one at the bottom. That's like borderline superhero vision. And I read it and he's like, you're the first person I've ever seen that has that. He That's took 2010. the glasses off you and smashed them. He's like, you don't need these. <laughs> he, <laughs> no, I mean, this was with, this was with like, he was doing the, this or that like sort of a thing. So like, this no, wait, was hold on. Actually, let me, let me ask you real quick. At your, both of you, your eye doctors. <laughs> this is not about this game anymore at all. It's not about this when game you, at all. You go to the eye doctor. Are they using like, a digital projector or an overhead projector from the the seventies. 
with oh, like, like, um, like with like the, the transparency. With like the little they laminate weren't using a projector no. at all when I went. So That's I actually amazing. went. Re- I actually went recently for the first time in like twenty years. Yeah, I hadn't gone to, and I was like, everyone in my immediate family has glasses except me. So I was like, maybe I should check that out. But then, turns out I have twenty twenty vision. So, oh wow, I guess nice. I'm lucky. Um, but then he was like, you might need reading glasses in like ten or fifteen years. So I'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't have a projector he literally just had like a piece of paper on the other side of the thing oh wow. yeah i read every line so with my eyeballs my eye doctor died and then <laughs> r.i.p dr mitchell um and then uh i was like well i need a new eye doctor and I went to Jess's, and she was like, "They're great, they're amazing." <laughs> you were like, like, "You were like, fakes a lot for dying." I still need dying. somebody to look at my eyes. I'm still blind as a bat. You, you ass. <laughs> so, I went to Jess's, and I was like, "Cool, maybe this person, because he was an older gentleman, I was like, maybe this person won't use the overhead projector, and I'll actually step into the modern era." And then I walked in, and I saw it sitting there. I was like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> I had a terrible experience. I need to go to a different one now. No, my mine are uh, mine are using like like PC projectors or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So it's like ceiling mounted or something. But yeah, he he popped that thing up and did the get the bottom too. And he was like, he was like, I've never seen anybody read that. Wow, that's 2010. So that means that for those of you who don't understand what the numbering system on on vision is, uh, the first set of numbers is. Uh, how far something is away from you. And the second set of numbers is what it looks like to you when you perceive it. So 2020 vision means you see something 20 feet away as though it's 20 feet away, um, which is like how you should be able to read something. So 2010, uh, what he was saying is with corrective lenses on, I see something from 20 yards away, like it's 10 yards away. So it's, it's, I'm able to more clearly read things that are further away than most people would be able to read. Um, and by like, I guess twice as much or something, I don't know. But so then I was like, dang, man, I'm going to carry this. I'm going to treasure up this compliment in my heart. Like I'm feeling great. Like I just crushed it. I have superpowers, you know, you know something like that. And, and he, and he, without skipping a beat was just like, Oh, that won't last. <laughs> like you're going to get older and you're going to get cataracts and that's not going to last. Yeah. And I was like, dang, greatest all time like just throwing Plummet ice in your face yeah. on, on that sort of thing he's like oh no, no yeah yeah that's gonna you know like not even not even enjoy it while it lasts oh no that's not gonna last yeah and i literally wasn't saying oh great i'm gonna have supervision forever i was just like oh i'm gonna treasure this moment in my heart because this felt really great that i crushed this test oh no that's not gonna last you're gonna get old and then your eyes are gonna go terrible and it's gonna suck <laughs> And I was like, damn, dude. Damn. How could I mean, you do yeah, me like that? And then I told I told my doctor, because I'm I'm really close with my eye doctor. Like, like she's been our eye doctor for ages. And like she always we're very uh, on very friendly terms. She's always asking about what's going on with the family and stuff like that when we see her, even though it could be a while in between visits. So I told her this story and she just bust out laughing and is like, I can't believe this. Like, I can't <laughs> believe you would say that. Like, come on. And the assistant who was who was with her at the time was also like, I think his name was like Yoon or something like that. Put him on blast here, uh, but it was just like, ugh, I can't believe it. Yeah, that is something that Yoon would say. But like, yeah, that was 
that was uh, that was a lot of fun. But anyways, Lost Epic is a game that I've been playing on the Switch, and that text is awful small, even for my superhero vision. Oh my god! But uh, no, but it's it's I can I can read it, but that has been something that I've been enjoying. Like I've been looking for something to play on the Switch for for a while. You know, I've got like a bunch of stuff that I'm playing on PC specifically for review. And like, I'm enjoying, you know, playing it on my laptop and things like that. But I also like having something on the switch, something that I can slop into the dock, slop into the dock. Ugh. I don't know that I like that. Nope. 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 But, never, uh, never do that again. But yeah, like, like I, I think that I started playing more docked when I started playing Metroid primary mastered. And so then I just kind of got into the rhythm of like, oh, I've got this hooked up to the TV it's automatically going to switch inputs now because of the way that I've got it set up. You know, I'm just going to pop this in here and play a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, it, it, it plays like one of those games, like one of those, you know, vanillaware games. And, um, you know, I know that they're coming out with the, I think it's Grim Grimoire. That might be NIS, but uh, I know that vanillaware has got some stuff, got some stuff coming out, but, uh, but it's been, it's been a fun little diversion. So if you're looking for something like that, like, I think the animations are fun. Like the character design is cool. Um, it is very, very Japanese. Um, you are definitely like you start out the game and they're like, Hey, we need you to go kill God. Cause he's fucking everything up. Oh yeah. That's, that's JRPG I'm like, right there. I'm like, all right. All right. It, it's very interesting because it's basically the, the, the premise of the game is, uh, there are like seven gods and they've established, some some races that will you know <clears throat> that will represent them and those are like the chosen people who have been elevated and you're in the class of people that they didn't choose so basically all the parts of the world where the chosen live are like awesome and everything's green and growing and stuff and you just live in this wasteland where like there's basically nothing and so the the there's this one witch that's like fuck that like we're going to choose our own champion and we're going to send them to take down the gods and you know make things equitable for everybody around here so that's and his name you know, kind of was Kratos <laughs> and his name was Jesus <laughs> but yeah Poseidon but yeah but uh, I I'm I'm, an, I'm having a good time with it but uh I think I'm like 5 hours in something like that it's it's just been very fun to kind of like meander around. There's like some platforming and stuff. You grab it onto ledges, you jumping all around, taking out some hazards, doing some little mini quests and fighting a bunch of enemies and stuff. It's fun. Nice. It's fun. Also there's a like a fun like parry mechanic in there where you know you can you can parry certain types of attacks or you can do like your heavenly attack or whatever when somebody's doing like a their eyes will like flash red and they'll do like a crazy attack. But if you do your heavenly attack during it, it'll like stun them. And then you'll have like a big opening to do some more damage and stuff. Anyways, I, I, I recommend that people like check out videos and see if this is something they'd be interested in. It's not that much. I think it's only like, like, yeah, it's like 18 bucks. So it's like pretty, pretty cheap. So there you go. I dig it. Uh, let's dip. Let's do it. Let's dip. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and people of all kinds for joining us for episode 273 of The Platformers. If you want to check out the stuff that we are getting up to, you can find us on uh, social media. You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram and backlogged at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. And if you want to see the stuff that I've been writing, check out my preview for Humanity on IGN.com. Yeah. Josh, what you got? 
You can find me on Letterboxd at letterboxd.com slash Jawa Josh. And if you want to see all the cool video essay stuff that I am doing, you can go to youtube.com slash media is mythic. My Bell, Beauty and the Beast, um, and Human Connection video is out now. And uh, you can watch that. My next video is about the wonderful film, uh, The Night is Young, Walk On Girl, and The Meaning of Life. And that is coming out hopefully before I go to Japan in the next 26 days. But we'll see. It's a very short one. Um, but yeah. Hit me up in those places. Nice. You can find me at Shrives93. If you have lawn care tips, please share them because my lawn is dying. Um, but this is my life now. This is this is what it's become. Um, you can also find me uh, on episodes of the Toadstool Boardroom when I have time to appear on them, similar to the show. Um, we pre-recorded this week's episode. Uh, we are wrapping uh, our, what we're calling Toadstool Scramble, which is like a ranking of the top 15 Nintendo games of all time. Um, so we'll be finalizing that list when this week's episode drops on Thursday. Other than that, uh, that's it. Shrives93, all over the internet. Shrives93. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, everybody, uh, please review us on your podcast platform of choice, and if you have a good time with the show, tell your friends about it. From everybody here at the platform, as we hope you have a wonderful week out there, and stay safe. Yes, you. I'm talking about you. And you. And you. And you, and you, and you. Heck yeah. We hope you have a wonderful week out there, and stay safe, because until next time, we are out.